Hi, I'm Christopher Ward Jr. and this is Ward on the Go. Today's episode features a coach from Tampa, Florida. His name is Alex Crawford, and Alex is making waves right now in the Tampa scene for basketball. He's assisting and encouraging and developing young men to be not only great men of character on the court, but great men of character off the court. Listen to his story. Maybe you can grab some tips and some insight into how to connect with the next generation. Stay tuned. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, thank you for, for coming on. I know you're busy, dude, so I appreciate you connected today. No problem, bro. I'm happy, actually happy to be here, man. Yeah, Stick man. With you. I wanted to uh, uh, introduce my audience to Alex because I believe what he's doing is very impactful. I believe what he's doing for the next generation is pretty awesome. And I, the guy's a good dude. He has a great character. Uh, comes from a, a strong upbringing, love his mama um, and his family. And uh, I just wanted to um, introduce to you, to, to my audience, one of the coolest guys I know. Uh, I ain't going to say his nickname on, for the whole world. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Thank um, you. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I want to introduce my man, uh, Alex Crawford. Well, welcome to the show, bro. Happy to be here, man. Thank you for inviting me over. All right, man, definitely welcome, and uh, thank you for taking the time out. And, hey, man, can you just uh, share with the audience, um, you know, who you are and uh, where you come from and uh, and kind of where you, you're living right now? Okay, well, uh, my name is Alice Crawford, um, born and raised in Hamilton, New Jersey, uh, moved to Plainsboro, New Jersey uh, when uh, I first met you mm -hmm. uh, back in the seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, they uh, grew up there for about six or seven years and um, went to college at, at an HBCU called Livingstone College in Salisbury, North Carolina. Awesome. Have a, have a criminal justice degree um, there. And um, now uh, full time, I'm actually a basketball trainer. Um, I train kids from ages five years old to collegiate athletes um, at this point. Uh, I'm a head JV coach at a high school called Hillsborough High School in Tampa, Florida. And that's pretty much what I do full time. Oh man, that, that that's awesome, man! To not only hear about it, but to be able to be to see that journey in action in front of my eyes, man! Super proud of you, man! That you're still putting in the work and working hard. And um, actually, leads me to my first question. You know, what made you? You know, as a, my audience is a group of people that um, you know they they may have a nine to five or they're entrepreneurs. Um, but a lot of them, they, they're putting uh, the work in and they're trying to get to their next goal. What made you um, make that move from Jersey to Carolina to now Tampa, Florida? Uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's that's really where it started. Um, when I was before I moved to or before I went to school in North Carolina, um, I played junior college ball at a at a uh, junior college uh, called Burlington County uh, College mm -hmm. and um, played 
play a little college ball for maybe a half a year until me and 10 players at the team because of the coach. Um, so I was having, I was battling staying in school for about two years when I was in New Jersey, cause I really didn't have no help and no guidance. Mm. And uh, time, um, my pastor at the time, um, Pastor Daniels or the late uh, Pastor Daniels, he passed away at a certain point. And um, he got connected with um, one of our old members that was an alumni at Livingstone. Mm. So he kind of helped me get uh, acclimated into applying for, for a school down there. So that's the only opportunity I had because I was still hoop dreaming. Yeah. The goal was, was always to, to play college ball, get my, get my, uh, my resume, my basketball resume up and uh, play ball overseas and take care of my mother. That was, that was the goal. That was always the goal was to get, you know, make at least six figures and then take care of my mother. So that's how that started. But when I got down there, um, I didn't bring none of my college credits that I had. So I had to start out as a, as a, um, as a brand new freshman. Yeah. So I couldn't even play. I couldn't practice with the team. I couldn't be near the team. So long story short with that, this is back in 2010. I had, uh, I had uh, tore my meniscus for the second time. And um, I was uninsured at the time and um, couldn't get insured. I, I didn't get, cert- I, get a, I didn't get my procedure done until maybe June, July of 2011. So when I got that, that um, procedure done, my knee was nowhere near 100% to, um, to try out for the team for the following year, my sophomore year. So I pretty much had to hang the game up because at this time I'm about 22, 23, and um, I owe Livingstone a good amount of money. I think I owe them about $20,000. Mm. Uh, you know, I had to, you know, because I was doing really good in school. I was applying for scholarships and grants, but every semester, you know, they tag on an extra few thousand onto your bill. So it was just a really, you know, a really hard thing for me to do. So I had to, you know, put ball aside and just focus on getting this, this uh, these, uh, stu- these loans um, that I owed the school down. Um, so that's pretty much how that started with North, being in North Carolina. Graduated on time with a zero debt because I worked my behind off. Mm-hmm. I worked probably three or four work study jobs. Um, I was a residence assistant. I was a peer tutor, peer mentor. Um, did some security there at, at the school, making sure certain buildings weren't weren't being broken into, or or people, you know, young, young people just acting a fool in the buildings or whatever. And um, yeah, so that's how I got my start down there. Well, man, that that you know that that's amazing to me that even with all the issues that came your way when you messed up your leg, right? When you messed up your opportunity yeah. to be able to go play ball. And, and I know your dreams, man. I knew you were dreaming of, you know, going to the league and playing. And let me, let me tell you something. Um, I grew up with this kid and you want to talk about, you want to talk about somebody who works hard. You want to talk about somebody who put in the work. This guy put in the work every single day. And I made sure I terrorized him every single moment. He was on that, <laughs> on that court. Uh, uh, I don't know about press, bro. Li- li- listen, I had to do it because eventually I knew he was going to be taller than me. He was going to be stronger than me. And I had to make sure I get my licks in while I could, man. Um, no, but I, 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 I salute you. Thank you. You feel like you have to hang up. How do you continue to move on? How do you continue to move forward? Well, uh, it's, I'm just, I've always been self-motivated, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't explain that part of me. I don't know if that's just genetics DNA or whatever, but I've always been self-motivated, but I think 
from an earlier age, like probably when we were in, probably when I was in middle school or maybe high school, when I realized I, I wasn't going to have that trainer mm-hmm. or that, uh, or that, that coach that really believed in me and that was going to work with me privately to work, to build my, my overall skill level up. Yeah. I had to, you know, I knew I had to do this by myself. It was me. It was you being one of my, uh, you know, big homies and, and then, you know, Roderick, obviously he was there mm-hmm. uh, with me do the whole thing, trying to figure out ways to get better, you know, but we didn't make excuses. You know, we, we, you know, we would get frustrated about, you know, I wish, you know, we wish we were able to go to this camp or we were able to go, um, you know, that we wish our parents would invest more in getting us a private trainer and stuff like that, or get us on an AAU team. And I knew me and me and Roderick, we knew that Mm. no one was going to help save us or help us. So, you know, we had, if we were trying to get a scholarship somewhere, we had to put in the work. We had to go to the parks. We had to, you know, be out in that heat during the summertime, working out on our game mm-hmm. for at least an hour or two. Then we would go home, probably play some 2K because it was extremely <laughs> too hot. And then about, <laughs> it was extremely too hot in Jersey at the time. So, uh, you know, probably about five o'clock, you know, we'll go back to the park. And that's when, you know, the real ballers and some of the old guys that still can play a little bit would come out. And even though those guys were bigger and stronger than us, but we knew in order for us to get better, we had to play mm. the best in our area, you know? So um, it was one of those things. And then, you know, trying to figure out ways at any time that, you know, Chris Ward or uh, Keith or any, any, some of the other um, guys from around the way wanted to pull us aside or pull me aside to, you know, tweak some things. I mm. listened to them. Apparently they see something in me that I don't see in myself, you know? So when they gave me that advice, especially when it came to the game, since they were better than me, I listened to them. So I would just go out there and, and try to perfect whatever they uh, taught me how to do, whether it was a technique or a, a, a way of thinking or, or character building and all those different things I paid attention to, you know, throughout my, uh, during the course of my life. So, well, I mean, I, I would say that that self-motivation you just talked about uh, is a, one of the key things that you just said. You talked about listening. So in your your new job, working with the next generation of athletes, working with the next generation of leaders and, and community builders and um, just uh, uh, leaders in general. Right. Transformational developing leaders. Why is active listening so important? Because I heard you say that word. You wanted to listen so that you can work on your technique. Um, listening because you need to listen in order to um, add some add value to whatever it is you're mm. trying to improve on. Because you know, I try to, even though I do believe I, you know, I try to be modest. You know, I do know a lot about a lot, but I don't yeah. know everything. I don't know everything. I am humble to say I do not know everything. But so I try to come in, you know, with any individual that I meet, whether they're poor or rich or smarter or not as smart, I still come in there with my glass half mm. empty. You know, so that's listening is, is very crucial and in, into a person's success. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's Yeah, I'm so that, that act of listening allows a, a person to uh, be self-aware of where they're going and what they're doing, but also to be engaged with the community around them, right? Because, because at the right. end of the day, mm-hmm. if there's something, if you have the if I'm trying to solve a puzzle 
and I'm looking for the piece and I don't possess the piece to solve the puzzle, but you do and I'm not listening, that could be, I could be looking for that piece for the, my entire life and not know it was right next to me because I wasn't listening. All right. right. Awesome, man. I, I love that. And so I, I, how do you feel? Because I think a lot of people today feel like the the next generation, they don't have the ears and they don't have the the uh, connection to the next generation. Um, how do you use active listening in your day to day job as a coach, you know, working with the young adults that you work with in high school? Um, how do I do that? <laughs> no. Yeah. I think about that for a second. How How do I do that? I just. Um, I, I don't know how to explain that, bro, bro. I just listen to, I just, I listen to the youth. I listen to what, to what they, what they actually listen to mm -hmm. musically. I listen to, um, how they interact with each mm -hmm. other. Um, I even ask them certain questions in, in regards of their history or their knowledge of, uh, life or basketball, or, you know, I ask, you know, I listen to, you know, maybe their upbringing, what they're dealing with in the mm -hmm. household, because, you know, a lot of people don't know that even though even though kids may come in there and they may, may be well-respected kids or or even knuckleheads, but you have no idea what they're going through after they leave you oh, to wow. go home. So so that's, you know, active listening, you know, be, you know, is really is really imperative to listen to to what kids are, are saying to you or not saying to you. That's why you have to always ask them questions and always see how they're doing. You know, for me, um, I consider myself a player's mm -hmm. coach. You know. Oh, before so, you like, go forward, what, what what does the player's coach mean okay. for those who maybe not be so savvy in the basketball terminology? A, a player's coach is, in my opinion, is a is a coach that can relate, that can have a conversation with you on and off the court. But then there's a respect level when it's time to, you know, for you to be the player and listen, and then me be the coach and hold you accountable and maybe you know, get in, get in your face and hold you accountable and whatever it is that um, that needs mm -hmm. to be fixed in a game or or off the court stuff. So th there, there's a there's a fine line between we're friendly, but, you know, you know, that I'm the adult and then you're the child or I'm the coach and you're mm -hmm. the player. So, yeah, so it's more of like there's a respect of lines, knowing what, what position you're in, what position they're in. But at the same time, there is a way that you communicate what you're trying to implement into the strategy. So they feel comfortable with you. They feel comfortable coming to you with things that they may be thinking or things they may feel that they can improve or even things they don't understand. Right. Awesome. Man. I wish we had more player coaches when I, when we were growing up. <laughs> oh man. We would have been a whole different situation, bro. You yeah, already know. We had, we had more, um, it's my way or the highway type coaches. And that, that didn't really work with people like us who, who were creative no. and creative thinking and had, you know, we had strong mothers. So, you know, we had to think for ourselves a lot. So um, yeah. that's good, man. So you, you being the player coach and I, and I love that, man. I love that you, um, you can uh, see yourself as a player's coach. Um, did you see a change in the, the effort that your that the young boys were putting into their craft and, and what kind of results did you see from working on your craft as a player's coach? Um, I haven't got to be honest, man. I haven't even, I haven't even thought that deep into it. Don't, the only thing I, I, I do know is um, that the players really, really respect mm. me and they have a genuine love mm. for me because they know I care. Mm. 
like they know I, it's, it's about, it's more than just basketball yeah. to me. And, and, you know, every day, whether it's when I see them or even during the day, sometimes I have a couple of players that'll text me, you know, about a couple of things during the course of a day, or, you know, when they see me, you know, I always um, try to, you know, show love and dap them up or, you know, or, you know, for the people that don't know what that means, you know, giving them handshakes and giving them hugs and stuff like that. And really having a one-on-one conversation with them, they, with with doing that, they're going to go above and beyond more than a guy sometimes, not all the time, but they're going to go more above and beyond than another coach that's just there just to coach and go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so that's probably that's probably one of the or a couple of the things that I see. And then also, you know, because I, I also I'm the assistant coach for the, uh, the Hillsborough High School team. So even the varsity guys, when I'm not in attendance, you know, at a, at an event or at a game or something like that, because I had other obligations to be at, Hey, you know, Hey coach Alex, man, where, where are we at, man? We missed you yesterday. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, little stuff like that. And, you know, I know I'm making some kind of positive impact in their lives, even just being there with them because they know that I care about, you know, them. So. I love that. I love what you said right there. I love what you said when they, they respect, you see the respect that they have for you, the genuine love that they show and even knowing uh, even when you're not around, they, they make it known that they were looking out for you. They were looking for you and wanted to make sure you knew that they cared as well in their own way. And that's amazing. I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how to impact the next generation. I think you just hit some key points there on just being able to be authentic and genuine yes. and allowing yourself to be submerged also in, in their world so that you can understand where they're coming from. Because I think yes. there's a, a there's a special, regardless of uh, how old you are, there's a, there's a thing called mutual respect, and I think when you do that, it opens up doors for 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 bridging the gap. I agree, uh, and it seems like you're doing that well. I hear that you you have some uh, you had a successful season last year, I believe it was, and uh, how did that turn out? And what what are some of the things you're excited about for this season? Well. For the varsity, we were uh, 26 and six. Uh, we made we made states for the first time since 1996. Whoa! Um, hey, everybody! If you so heard, that if you heard that, give, yo, give give a round of applause to, to Alex right now and his team, <laughs> man. That's since 1996 for real. Yeah, it's been it, it's been a minute since Hillsborough's been a a uh, been in states. Oh, wow. You know, the past the past four years, uh, Coach Ward. I give a lot a lot of the credit to him. I just helped assist him the past two years. Um, uh, we lost in the semifinals, uh, our, our boys, um, to that point, they were playing pretty good basketball, but when, when we got to the uh, States, the States are held at, um, out in Lakeland, Florida, where, uh, the Orlando Magic's, um, minor league team plays. Mm. So, so when we were there, uh, you know, they, they were just in awe being there. They, they didn't come in there with the mentality to dominate and we're here, you know, to, to do a job and, and win the championship. So, but then they learn. And since uh, that heartbreaking game, cause they got their behinds handed to them, um, you know, they started buying into what coach war and the coaching staff were trying to, trying to teach them on how to play this game the right way. And since then, since I would say since March, they've been in the gym every week just about, you know, every so often they have, you know, a week or two off, you know, during the summer or whatever, but 
you know, every week we in the gym. So, and we're still in the gym. We're actually getting ready for our season um, coming up. So it's preseason. So we're doing a lot of conditioning uh, right now and just getting prepared for this championship season. Oh, man, that's awesome, man. That's great that, to hear that they had that success and was able to see it at a high level and that you guys are preparing uh, for this upcoming season, which leads me to my next question of something you said. Um, is it a good thing to, to, to have failure in your life? It seems like they, they hit a, they hit a, a heavy uh, <laughs> obstacle when they, when they went down to, um, to the Orlando practice, uh, the Orlando minor league team um, facility. And they saw all of those people and, and, and how, what the team, other team was ready to do to them. Um, is, it, is it a good thing to have failure in your life? Is that a good thing? Absolutely, because if you've never failed, you don't know how to succeed. <laughs> yeah. You don't know, you don't know how, to, how to fix, how to fix and tweak things to, to uh, learn how to be successful. Mm. You know, I, I failed a whole bunch of times in my life. Mm. You know, but um, with those failures, I learned from them. But that's the difference between me and, and you and, and other people. Mm -hmm. You know, some people don't learn from their mistakes, don't learn from their failures, and they keep doing the same old cycle and keep doing the same silly stuff over and over and over again. But it, it really comes down to the, uh, to the person's mentality and how, how much they care about being, being successful in whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. I mean, that's great insight. And do you think that, uh, with that being said, do you think that, um, how do you package that in a way so that this next generation that's coming up will embrace failure instead of embracing you know, perfection, because I, I tend to see that a lot. They want to be perfect in everything that they do, but not willing to work through failure. Well, I, for me, I, um, I say things to them like you can't be perfect in an imperfect game. Mm. So, so how do you expect to be perfect um, in a basketball game? Mm. Kobe Bryant, you know, which is one of your favorite yes, guys. Indeed. Shout out to Kobe. No, he's, he's one of the greatest, you know, I have to say, even though I don't you know, <laughs> like the guy, like, but but I know I know he's a great I know he's a great player and a great athlete. But um, even though he had his eighty one points, he's had plenty of forty plus nights consistently during the, during the course of his career. But he leads the league in most shot attempts. Mm. So he didn't make every jump shot. Mm. But in his mind, he because he he worked on it so many times in practice, you know that he knew that if he took that shot in the game, regardless if he was. Uh, double teamed the triple teamed that that shot is going in mm. and even if he missed that shot the next shot's going in he missed the next shot and it's okay well the next shot's gonna go in so you know it, it's one of those things of being positive and optimistic about the next opportunity to excel and if you fail just just pick it back up and then try again mm. i think what you're talking about is very important too not just basketball but any part of success that we want in our life and it, it takes a few um insights into self-awareness about what you were talking about falling forward and getting up through tri uh, through trials and tribulations and then learning how to communicate and engage with the community i think that's all important so here's what i would like for you to do for the audience um, because you know everyone's not basketball players but they are in positions of leadership can you give me three points of emphasis that they can take home with them right now as they're listening to this so that they can take and apply it to wherever place of leadership that they're in Okay, I have I have three off the top. Um, patience, mm -hmm. love, mm -hmm. 
and accountability. Mm. Patience, love, and account and accountability. All right, so yeah, you're gonna have to tell. I I like the I know the first two. Now you're gonna have to tell me about that last one. I think give me a little bit about the last one. Accountability. Accountability, man. Like you gotta, you know, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard um, at all times. You know, because there's always gonna be people watching you. There's always, you know, especially kids, but specifically parents as well and other adults. You know, you can't be. Um, acting a fool, even though it might be the right time to, to show out, you know, and, and tell people how you really feel about something. But you just got to uh, hold yourself accountable to a higher standard. Um, always show yourself to be humble and a good person. And um, and also when it comes to your players or when it comes to other people you may work with, whether it's jobs or or in a business, you know, you have to uh, you have to hold them accountable because everyone has a job to do. And and when people aren't doing their job, you have to call them out. But with that being said, you should be humble enough that if you're making a mistake, that you can take other people to tell you when you're making a mistake mm-hmm. and fix it. So that's those are my those are my three things for leadership that, that I think are really imperative um, is patience, love and accountability. Yeah, oh, man. I, I, hey, brother, I appreciate you doing that. And uh uh, my man Alex Crawford, all the way down in Tampa, Florida, um, Jersey born, Jersey bred. That's how I look at it. <laughs> that's Always. how. That's how. Hey, no matter where we go, we still got that jersey in us. And I um, mean, I appreciate you just um, not only sharing with the audience all the success and, and even the lows you've had, but also uh, just being able to be in touch with the next next generation. Because uh, if we don't pay it forward, who will? And exactly. um, yeah, I'm thankful for it, man. So thank you again. I appreciate it. Hey, and how can they um how can they uh, get in touch with you? Can they follow you on, on any of the social media platforms that you may have? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can. Uh, I'm really only on uh, Instagram, but you can follow me on Basketball Vision underscore. Basketball Vision underscore is my Instagram name. That you can all you can always you can direct message me if you want to. You can comment under my under my videos that I post. Or, you know, I'm more than willing to have a conversation with anybody that has anything they want to talk to me about. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. And guess what? I, I follow him and, and his stories are hilarious. So yeah. if you check out the stories, look at some of the, the basketball videos, but he also has leadership talks on there as well of things that he learns. Please go check him out. Again, that's Alex Crawford. Make some noise for Alex. We appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. Appreciate and- you. Peace, love, and serenity, man. I appreciate that to you as well, bro. And listen, um, stay tuned. We'll have some more, um, some more guests coming on this, this month, um, like Alex. And um, I got something for you. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to this current episode. I had a lot of fun doing it. Hopefully there were some tips that you were able to take and use in your own life. One of the best ways to support me is by subscribing to this podcast. That would be great as well as following me on IG and Twitter at Chris Ward Jr. And if you have the Anchor app, you can actually uh, leave me a voice message and be a part, well, maybe be a part of this podcast. Well, until then, remember, stay on the go.